This is Jason Douglas from CultureCast Radio, and you're listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Ryan M. Brewer. Michael fucking Malone. <laughs> What's up, bud? Nothing, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Good, good, good. bought a projector and a movie screen uh thing to put up and i have turned my garage into a home theater and it is life-changing and i'm never watching tv again you just you're you're going to the drive-in every every for the rest of your life bro let me tell you here's the thing why you live in california why, this brings up a couple things I want to talk about. First of all, <laughs> you live in California. The, weather, the, yeah. the weather's incredible 100% of the time. Why the fuck are you in your garage and not in your driveway with your Bluetooth earbuds? Like, <laughs> dude, I'd have a couch in my driveway. Are you crazy? Well, I mean, it's kind of in my driveway. It's just on the other side of the garage door. <laughs> dude, can you imagine just like your neighbors driving by and y'all are just sitting in there with the ear, sitting there with the earbuds, just silently watching some epic film on the side of your house? That would be pretty pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. That'd be great. That'd you be should great. be outside. That's number one. Number two, the weather's incredible. It's shitting snow here. It is. We've had uh, okay. inches. We've had, and you're appropriating my culture by wearing a fucking winter hat. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Is what I'm trying to uh, say. It's freezing here. I think Go it's ahead 50, 58 you can, degrees. Listen, you may be able to walk up on stage with your white T-shirt and convince those people that you identify as a Midwesterner, but motherfucker, how many years do you have to live in L.A. before you're not a Midwesterner anymore? It's I know for a fact it's at least 65 there, and you've got on your stocking cap like you're going to cut down the Christmas tree in the Alpine. Let me tell you something. I no longer live in the city. I'm by the ocean now. It's colder here. I'm experiencing winter just like you're experiencing winter there. It's colder. I haven't been able to get into the ocean for almost a month now. Oh, my God. (laughs) What am I to do, Brewer? What am I to do? Oh, my God. (laughs) There is an ocean of snow outside my window right now. Well, get your wetsuit on. Okay. So, Dude, I was reading this thing the other day. Uh, this guy took the, the snow algorithm that they used for Frozen 2, right? You know, like they have, okay. to, they have to program in, like, have this snow fall on this this these trees until a certain time and then the weight makes them fall onto the ground and I, you know what i mean like that that's all has to be programmed in there somehow so whatever right. this like program was that was running the snow in frozen 2 um this guy who was the like foremost leader on avalanches was watching that show like with his kids and was like oh my god it's incredibly realistic how the snow is behaving I wonder what they're using to fucking, you know, to, to, to make this snow so realistic. 
So he like being the foremost researcher on fucking Avalanche is just as able to just like call up Disney or whatever and be like, hey, <laughs> he I was watching calls. Frozen. How are you making the snow do that? And they were like, ah, oh, we got this new program. It's incredible. Do you want it? And the guy was like, of course I want it. So this guy takes this program that they use to program the snow in Frozen 2, takes it back to his little fucking snow laboratory and fucking cracked a cold case from this like Russian avalanche. This like search party went out like 10 people and ended up dying and nobody could figure out why they died. And he ended up like adding in the frozen two snow algorithm. All the snow started to behave like the way actual snow would in their like, uh, what's it called where they do like not reenactments, but simulations, right? Yeah. Where they, they can run simulations and like find out probabilities and stuff like that. So all their simulations were wrong. They were like, there's no way these people died by being crushed by snow. It just doesn't, it doesn't behave that way. Well, they took the algorithm from Frozen and plugged it in. And like all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, that's totally what happened here. They could like solve the mystery because of the snow in Frozen. In a very similar instance, I saw a TikTok where a girl was trying to figure out how strong Thanos was. Okay. And like physically strong. So like um, when he would punch someone and they would like, they would like fly away. Like she tried to figure out how much yeah. force was, was going into that. Yeah. And it was fascinating how she came to conclusion was she went through the Marvel movies and watched the scene with uh, Captain America. Remember that uh, guy that fucked back in World War Two and he loved the guy with the chrome arm? Hey, Captain, you know, the guy that Captain America used to fuck. Yeah. Whoever uh, that guy is, the long hair. What's that guy's name? This is the Joe Biden's America <laughs> I've been warning you all about. He's been president for 19 days and they already got <laughs> Captain America fucking men. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that guy's trying to run away God from Captain America. Goddamn liberals and your values. Uh, you're talking about Winter Soldier, by the way, but his name's yes, Bucky. Yes. Bucky. Bucky. Before he, before he, uh, yeah, and so Bucky's trying to escape, and he's in that helicopter. And you remember Captain America's holding uh, one arm on the top of a building and one arm on top of that yeah. helicopter. <laughs> yeah, and he's just, yeah. like, keeping it there. And she was like, yeah. she's like, well, he's not, like, moving the helicopter. But he's able to keep it there. Yeah. And, uh, and then the helicopter, like, pulls away real hard and, and leaves Captain America there. Well, later on, you see that uh, there's a scene with Captain America fighting Thanos in Endgame. Yeah. And uh -huh. you see where Thanos tries to punch Captain America and he catches his fist. And he, again, he's not able to push it back or move it, right. but he's able right. to keep it in place. Okay. And she said, so with, with, so the with force that being this said, way from the helicopter is about the same as the force this way from his fist. She's saying that Thanos is about as strong as a helicopter. Well, the next time I get into a scuffle with a helicopter, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. So, yeah, we're all solving crimes here. You know, hey, uh, Malone, solving. Malone, I got bad news. <laughs> uh, I don't remember why we started talking about Marvel Comics. Okay, well. Wait, we were talking about snow, and then yes. you were talking about your TikTok conspiracy theory. But before the snow, or not conspiracy theory, I guess it's not a conspiracy theory, uh, how strong is Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking QAnon hey, strikes bro, again. QAnon, did you see QAnon figured out how strong Thanos is? <laughs> 
some liberal bitch said that she was a, that he was about as strong as a helicopter, but nah, bro. No, we talked about my home theater I've built. Your home theater that you've built, yes. Um, oh, I'm loving it. What it? What is your like favorite genre to watch on that giant of a screen? I mean, I know everything's better, right? Like everything's everything's better. everything's better. But what's your favorite? Like, where do you feel like you most appreciate the improvement? Animation. Animation, like yes. realistic animation. Or just animation uh, in general? Anything Pixar looks fucking incredible on there. Anything bright and – like I was watching uh, even like Bob's Burgers I had on there the other night and it was incredible because, again, like it's bright and it's it's colorful and and all these things. So like it really pops. Dude, Um, you know what you should watch? Did you watch either of those uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies? Oh, yeah, of course. Watch the second one on your thing that's the Ooh. brightest i remember while watching that movie going this is made for people who are on sh- mushrooms yes yes like i was, was just watching opening going, scene like <laughs> it, you're just and when they get to uh like kurt russell land or kurt russell world yes. or whatever, and it's just gorgeous for no fucking reason and then they do those fireworks at the end and you're like okay you're 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 really leaning into the drug culture here, aren't you? I did watch Deadpool two on there the other night. I haven't seen it yet. Oh my it's god, it's been Dead- on my list. But here's oh, the thing: it's so I good. wanted to go back and watch Deadpool one before again before I watched the second one, and I just haven't had the like four hours. You to, don't need to. to. Like, you do. don't. You don't need I to do that. I know, just, but I'm just a completionist, Malone. You know what? It, I'm a completionist it, it, about it. I'm watching the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoons right now. Oh my god! Uh, and I gotta what? tell you, they're really good. I it's, there are times where I'm like, oh, this is aimed toward kids, and there are other times where I'm like, this is totally not aimed toward kids. This is aimed toward like. I mean, kids, but like older kids, like high schoolers, like college kids. So like every episode. <laughs> older kids, like 30, 35. <laughs> yeah. So every, every uh, around 35 and 334 days, that's about the age that they're, they're going for, which is exactly my age, Malone, uh, or something like that. So uh, no, the, the, every episode starts with a, like an old Jedi proverb. And then they have like a story that like picks up and tells the story of that of of like a a story that like makes that point right, but it's all within the Clone Wars and it's all linear, but it's not necessarily like uh, consistently linear, right? So they'll be like, this episode happened, and then the next episode happened right after that, and then the third episode might happen six months down the road. And then the so they're like this whole period between what like what was it between Attack of the Clones and and whatever no, I don't, and, you know, and I, you know, you know of the I, Sith or something like that. I know that I'm white, but I'm not that white. Like I've never really been into. You never here's gotten a, into the Star Wars thing. Here's the two white things I've not been into uh, f- wholeheartedly, and that is yeah. Star Wars and James Bond. Uh, I I went I, through a big James Bond thing in high school. 
Yeah, my my you know what? I think it is a little bit of a rebellion. My cousin loved both of those things. His family loved both of those things. And mm. uh I just I, I couldn't uh I could I couldn't give a fuck about them. And you were like, there yeah, yeah, those are things that I would care about if I was on the loser side of this family. Yeah, because he played soccer and all but that. But I'm not. I don't play right. soccer. Soccer sucks. <laughs> Soccer's for space kids. And spies. <laughs> no, I've never. I mean, I've en- I enjoy them, but I'm not. You could have I, said British people, but spies is funny. <laughs> I just, right. I've never been able to to fanboy out about either one of those those those. Uh, yeah, uh, I, 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 I get it. But anyway, the, my my point was gonna be that I think you would if you were into Star Wars, which you're not. So I don't know that it makes any, uh, it, there's any point anymore. But uh, if you were into Star Wars, you would like this show because the proverb, like the Jedi proverbs at the beginning are sometimes like I spend the entire episode just thinking about the proverb they started with. I'm like, God damn. Like the other day, the one was uh, the pursuit of honor is what makes one honorable. Man, I read that on a Snapple one time. (laughs) Yeah, what flavor? (laughs) Jedi juice. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't expecting a follow-up question. I was just trying to be a dick. Me too. Oh, Turns great. out. Now we know who's better at it. I think I think you know what? I'm gonna sure. uh so I'm gonna animation. Go I'm gonna go ahead and call that docking when you're trying to be a dick and I'm trying to be a dick at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just docked. We just docked. We docked. Uh, we, we docked dicks. <laughs> we docked dicks. <laughs> so yeah, this. So this. Okay, I'm telling you, it is worth every. How you know, big's your screen? 120 inches. Jesus, it's incredible, right? So we. Okay, so it stems from this. Malone, I, I don't. I'm not good at math, but I think that's 10 feet. <laughs> I'm not good at math either. I just. I think there are 12 inches and a foot and 120 inches is 10 feet. So that's, but that's, they do, they measure screens. Yeah. Diagonal um, on the diagonal. diagonal, Right. So, so corner to corner. I think Uh, the, the technical term is biggin. It's a biggin. It's a bit, it's a biggin. Is it floor to ceiling? Let me, let me, I'm trying to put myself in the room. Is it floor to ceiling? It's almost taking up the entire garage door. It's on the back of the garage door. Yeah. Did you hang a sheet? Okay, so it comes. It's a. Um, it's like that special. It's like an indoor outdoor projector screen. Oh, you bought um, the screen. Yeah, I bought a screen. I bought a projector, and I recently have purchased uh, the little uh, Amazon Fire Stick to plug into the projector. Okay, so everything can be run off the Fire Stick. Yeah, it's great. HBO, Netflix, Hulu, everything is just on this fucking fire stick. It has its own remote control and it has the little uh, talk button. So you can just be like, Hulu, Bob's Burgers, and it'll fucking play whatever. It's fantastic, dude. It is the best money I've ever spent on a credit card ever. (laughs) It's the best money that I may or may not ever actually pay back that I've ever actually kind of spent. It's the best thing I've ever spent 10 years paying off. (laughs) It actually, it wasn't that much. In total, with everything and the fire stick, we're talking $120. 
total. Total. For all and that I equipment. Mean, I, granted, I already had a sound bar because I have a sound bar hooked up. So here's here's here. Okay, here's the setup. So when I first put it up, it comes with like these little sticky things and uh, that for the um, screen where you can hang it anywhere, right? And so yeah. I put those little mm-hmm. sticky, those little um, one of those command hooks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It came with those, so I put those up on the back of the garage door and hung up yeah. the screen. Uh, it looks fucking great. Takes up most of the garage door, like I said. And then what I had was this little, um, this little shitty tripod laying around. So I put the projector on that tripod and I had my, uh, a surround, my sound bar on the ground in front of the screen. And I just yeah. kind of like set up for like a little movie night kind of thing. I, I, right. when I first got it, I was like, this would be great for every once in a while to have a movie night with, with Jess and Maddie. Cause we yeah. used to go to the, we used to go to the dollar theater every Tuesday night and watch whatever, you know, they were playing. Yeah. Whatever. And it was about. great. Um, but that's been a fucking year ago now. Right, <laughs> and, right. and we also don't know when we'll be back to normal again. Like it's going to be at least another three or four or six months. Right. So, uh, so I got this as an idea just to like, okay, every once in a while, this would be nice to just, you know, set everything up and, and do. And then we did it like two nights in a row and it was incredible experience. And you're just like, I'm uh, not going back. Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> like, I want to watch everything back. on this. <laughs> so what I did back. was I bought one of those little hanging projector mounts um, that hangs from the ceiling. So mm-hmm. because the problem was everything was just everywhere. You know, the sound bars laying on the floor in front of the screen, the tripods behind the couch, and it has all these wires hooked into it. My right. PlayStation I had hooked up initially, so I had to like unplug it from the TV, bring it in here, run all those cords. And yeah. so it was it was always like, hey, don't step over there. Don't go here. Like So it was awesome, but incredibly inconvenient. Yeah, it was just it was just a hassle to be like, oh, you want to watch a movie? Cool. Give me 20 minutes. Let me yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Let me rearrange my life. Um, So I ordered this little little mount off Amazon, literally $7.99. Okay. Uh, And it goes on the ceiling. Yeah, we have like this little wooden shelf, like uh, rafter kind of thing here in the garage. Uh Um, So what I did was I mounted the projector and the little projector bar up there. And then I just nailed the cords up to the bottom of that shelf and ran them to the front of the shelf towards the screen. Mm -hmm. And on that front part of that shelf, I put the sound bar up there as well and then ran Mm -hmm. all the cords up there. So literally everything now is above us. The projector, the sound bar, all the cords, everything is is up in the air and out of the way. Hmm. Um, So now... Oh, yeah. And then I, so I got tired of moving the PlayStation back and forth and unhooking that. And this, so I bought that little Amazon Fire Stick, dude, $20. Yeah. Uh, Plug that in, ran those cords up. I have a little remote control for it. It's perfect. So now, if we want to have movie night, uh, literally all I have to do is I move the couch sideways and turn everything on. And it's like sound bars, good to go. Uh, projectors up and running, like all the cords are out of the way. Like it's fucking incredible, man. Loving nice. it. And a garage is a perfect place because those look better the darker it is in, in the room that you're. Yes, using. it's pitch black in here. Yeah, it's just it's closed off. Uh, we live in like a little quiet neighborhood, so there's not a lot going on here. Like 
it's yeah. perfect, dude. That's nice. That's nice. Do you know if your uh do you know if your your screen you got is um uh transparent for audio? So like sometimes those screens like they make them I don't know how the hell they do it, but I don't know if they perforate them with really really tiny little holes, but they basically they make it so that sound can freely pass through them, like the sound waves, the you know, your audio the air that's moving out of the speaker can freely right. pass through the screen. Then you can put you put the your your sound bar and everything behind the screen and then it's just it's just shooting straight through and it's oh, like it's wow. it's like it doesn't exist because you can't see it. It's behind the screen, but literally the sound is coming out of the screen at you. See, it's so funny. I was laying there last night because I But it has to know, be one I, of those transparent it's it's so weird because i was you know now i have it above us so the sound it really acts like a little movie theater in here because you that sound bar it's just like it's it's just it just surrounds us it send it over your head and then off the walls and down is it yeah yeah and it's it's real like and it's got a lot of bass to it and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so like it really feels like a like a little theater setting and last night it was so so interesting you brought that up because i i had it going last night to to watch uh, something on netflix just before bed and i was like you know what i'm gonna put it on the projector fuck it and yeah i turned everything on and, and was watching it and i was sitting on the couch and i remember thinking this feels like it's coming from the screen like the sound oh, like yeah it, like i was like and i yeah. had to actually like investigate like, you know like really listen hard and be like <laughs> yeah that's impossible it's not coming and i had to like tell my mind like i it's not coming from that screen it's yeah above me it's, up, it's just yeah sitting, yeah that's wild it's is there a weird. lot of is the, so i assume the, the, like the walls are pretty hard right you know like you're not yeah. there's not a bunch of soft shit out there to to uh absorb any sound so like everything's just you're just in a yeah, it's all concrete there. floors and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, we have like little area rugs put down, but it's all concrete floor. I mean, the, the softest wall in the play is the garage door. Right. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Man. It is I've a game thought about changer. doing it a bunch of times. We have a basement that gets really, really dark. Um, so I've thought about, thought about so doing worth the screen it, dude. thing in the basement. So fucking worth it. Can't say it enough. It is a game changer, especially in these times where – you just don't know when you'll be back in a movie theater. And yeah, it's such a, a family thing for us. And we, I, I dude, when I first started dating Jess and, and was introduced to Maddie and we would go on these little, you know, theater nights and all that, those were the best nights. And even right. at, even at home, you know, Maddie was younger then. And so she was hanging out with us, you know, and, uh, and so there, there were the nights when we'd be having something on the, on the big screen downstairs and we'd all be sitting on the couch and I'd have Maddie on one side and Jess on the other and we'd yeah. all be cuddled up watching something. And the other night, it was just like that. I, I turned the couch around. I brought down this air mattress and I blew it up and had a bunch of blankets and pillows on it. And so we all yeah. like sat on the couch but had our legs out on the airbag because yeah. it was like almost even and we're all cuddled up on blankets and we're all huddled together watching this this you know this movie it was oh, i was fucking was great oh i bought little movie snacks uh ah. like little reesey pieces and those little crunch yeah. munch things yeah. and, uh, and uh, let the record let the record show uh this this uh 
uh, as for me and my house, we, we, we call them Reese's Pieces. Mike. Oh, my God. But, um, but anyway, but anyway, <laughs> carry on. You had your adorable yeah. Reese's Pieces. Yes, and then popcorn and, and yeah. all that stuff. I even printed out little movie tickets for Jess and Maddie, and I told them, you know, what time the movie started and all that stuff. And it you're was, the most, it was you're the most precious little cherub, baby. You're just adorable. <laughs> I am a Midwest mom. That is who I am. <laughs> we joke about it all yeah. the time. Like, I'm just a fucking mom. I can't. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. You were, raised, you were raised by the elderly and it shows. I- <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I can't, I can't change the tire or my oil, but I can make a pot roast. Yeah. See, uh, I, I late in life for like most people. Like I feel like I feel like most dudes learn how to do that shit early if they're gonna learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're gonna learn to change a tire, you probably know how to change a tire at like twelve. Right? Cause probably also in that kind of a family, mom's not allowed to change the tire. So like if you're <laughs> If mom's taking you to baseball practice, you better know how to change the tire, right? Uh, I feel like you learn that early if you're going to learn it. And I didn't learn it. And then I had, I just never did. I didn't, I wasn't allowed to have my own car until I got to college. And then uh, I had this truck and the tie rod ends were all fucked up. So at least, this is going to sound like an exaggeration, but at least... At least twice a month, I had to put my spare on. Oh my god! Uh, no way for for a while. Holy for shit! For a while, because I was driving. I was playing in a band, but then I lived like an hour away, so I was driving back and forth a lot, dude. On the side of seventy, out putting on putting on fucking. So I got real good at putting tires on. I can change the shit out of a tire. I can also make the <laughs> shit out of a roast. Is what I'm trying to say. But none of those things were like imparted upon me from my parents. Yeah. My parents, Thanks. my mom didn't, there were four of us. And like, and uh, there were 10 years between, or there, <laughs> there still are, 10 years between myself and my youngest sibling. And so we were all spread out. My mom didn't like teach me how to cook and shit. I, you know, looking back, uh, I wish I would have spent more time in the kitchen with my mother and more time in the garage with Wayne. And I know in this day and age that sounds sexist or whatever, but like that's who my family was. My mother was always baking and cooking and doing those kind of things. And Wayne was always in the fucking garage, like making stuff out of wood and fixing shit and doing Mm -hmm. all that. Like that's who my parents were. Mm -hmm. And I, I wish I would have spent, you know, as a kid, you, you don't realize how valuable that time is or those skills. And, and uh, I, I wish I would have spent more time watching and learning and doing those things with, with both of them. Because right. those are things that I, you know, there's stuff all the time around here that I, I, I would love to know how to fix or do or cook or <laughs> whatever. It's You don't realize it, though, when you're young. You're like, I'll figure that out or I'll just order a pizza. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, you're fucking busy all the time. Yeah. You know, you always had some better shit to do. You thought. You know what I mean? When, when like, when you're young, you're like, ah, who has time to do that? I don't have time to do that. The, although there's one 
that I still maintain. I don't give a fuck what it costs. I'm not learning to change my oil. I'm not doing it. I'm not. Fuck. I fuck. I have no desire. It's what on the cheap end for people who have like an older car with like whatever, 45, 50 bucks. And on the expensive end, if you're like full synthetic and you have to do some special shit, like what, 125 bucks? Yeah. Every what? Five months, six months? Bro, if you can't afford $20 a month to save up and then go get your oil changed every six months, you shouldn't have a car. Yeah, I don't want to be doing anything gonna, where, I'm I'm not, where I'm taking apart my car in any yeah, way. I'm not, no way. I'm not, I'm not going to learn how to do that. That's not yeah. going to happen. I'll change the tire. I've even changed a battery. I changed I changed a battery in my car. Bro, you know what's so funny? We had to go change Jess's battery out of her uh her old car a couple a couple weeks ago. Have and you had you done that before? No. And here's here's what's great. Jess was in the Air Force. Yeah. She was a mechanic in the Air Force. This she fucking So you held together, the fel- you held the flashlight. Yes, yes, yes. It's so funny. Like, so she knows all that shit. She knows how to do all, you know, whatever. Change her on oil and uh, batteries, tie she can take an engine apart, right? Yeah. So we're at AutoZone and we're going in there to get the battery charged. I didn't even know you could charge a battery. I thought you just had to buy a new one. <laughs> And she was like, no, they're going to test it. And I'm like, test it for what? Is he- <laughs> like, for COVID? So they... Uh, they can, can you get that from doing this? Can, got- you, can you get COVID from changing a battery? Should I have my mask on right now? <laughs> so after we get the battery, you know, we're, she's out there taking everything apart and, you know, putting everything in. And uh, I'm just standing there, you know, and uh, I've got I've got the phone light. You know, so she can see. Right. And I can't tell you how many dudes I saw, like, just, like, looking, like, just biting their fucking lip, trying to be like, can I help you? But then they, like, saw me there, so they're like, oh, there's already a, a man, and but you he's know, not. And I You don't, know what? He must, he must be teaching her a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> She's got to learn. Good job. Good on yeah, you. Hey, hey, this is, hey, listen, this is 2021. <laughs> a lady should know how to change her own battery if she wants and her and if her man has time to take her out and delicately men delicately explain to her how to change the battery listen it's 21 that's okay now that's her okay vehicle, now. her choice it's, it's her <laughs> Yeah, dude, these guys, I mean, I could just see them just like fighting that urge to be like, can I help you? <laughs> it's my favorite because she is, she is so like, dude, she's so smart and she's so capable and, and, and she's just so, f- and you're so not, I'm so not. And I love those situations where I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to fucking do that. And guess what? I don't have to know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I live in the Midwest, and I drive a Scion XD. Oh, yeah. Which is a tiny little little guy. And uh, my wife uh, drives a Kia Telluride, which is a big fucking vehicle. 
And when we go places, she drives. And in the Midwest, that's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, like, I'll just be just sitting in the car, just kind of looking around, just like not having to do shit. And I'm like, this is great. This is great. It's like, it's like that old 90s comedy bit, like hacky bit where like, yeah, if you do the dishes wrong the first time, she's not going <laughs> to ask you to do them again. I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm kind of an aloof driver because I don't have to fucking worry about it anymore. I just <laughs> kind of sit here. <laughs> it's so it's, funny. It's fantastic. I have a little, uh, I have a little two-door, little itty-bitty fucking Mercedes, right? And yeah. Jess has a big fuck off SUV and like one, you know, she has now a, a Subaru, but mm-hmm. she had like this big, like maroon, like dark maroon. Oh God. What was it called? It was like as big as of a, a fucking Explorer, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Gigantic and she loved car. those. Yeah. She loved those off roads and those mm-hmm. rodeos and stuff like that. Like that's her vibe. And here I am in like this dainty little, you know, uh, trophy wife's little two door Mercedes. It's silver. It's got like the big nose on it. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Hey, do you want to take my like- car? I it because it gets me from A to A to A to A to A to A to A. To a. She's like, let's go off-roading. And I'm like, I don't know if my car can do that. <laughs> That's great. I love is it. it. Is it, are the tires going to get dirty? <laughs> We're not going to hit any mud, are we? <laughs> By off-road, you mean like in the grass. Right? <laughs> you mean a parking structure? <laughs> I mean, technically, right now we're off road. We're not even on the road. We could just stay. We could just stay here and go off road. You know what I'm saying? We're already off the road. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great, man. Uh, I I love it. I was uh, trying to imagine what's going to have to happen in order for me to get that vaccine. Oh yeah. Like what the fuck? How how the fuck? Some like thirty four five year old dude that offers absolutely nothing to society, right? They're like old people first, first responders second, teachers third, teachers all medical person. I'm like, what the fuck? How far down the list do we got to get? Before we get to the guy who stays home most of the fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) And talks to nobody. No one. Do I talk to? I'm just wondering, like, what's going to have to happen for me to get this thing? You know what's so funny? I was listening to this uh, podcast the other day on NPR, and they were talking about the definition of essential workers because of, uh, oh, man. Okay. I Okay. A bigger story I want to talk to you about is Santa Claus getting the vaccine. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, this idea of essential workers and what that actually means, and they were saying that, like, it's not necessarily, it, the definition doesn't necessarily mean, like, essential as in, like, hospital staff or, you know, this or that or you know um essential workers can mean anybody who is making their living with dealing with the public and and in the public eye so and i'm like that's fucking me dude i make my living (laughs) telling dick jokes in public (laughs) like i should get the vaccine (laughs) well i think maybe they're what they're saying is they're changing the definition from essential to society 
to in order to perform my job, it is essential that I'm with society to do it, right? <laughs> yes, like it's yes. not something I have to, I have, to, it is essential that I am in society when I do yeah. my job. I cannot do my job socially distanced. My yes, job yes. is, it is essential for me to be there. Yeah, I think that's interesting. But like I was, uh, I think it was, it was the Times. I did you get the do you get the email, the daily email from the New York Times? No. It's fucking worth it. It's it's like I read it in ten minutes. It's like here's what's it, lately, it's been here's what's going on with the election, here's what's going on with the virus, here's what's going on in pop culture. Out. Like, and it's just a little email that comes in every morning. Um, I read it at, like after I've done my meditation and tried to be calm. Uh, not before. If I read it before, it's a recipe for a bad fucking day. <laughs> right. But anyway, I recommend it. It's free, and you just they just they send it every day. Now, what the, where they get you is that like they'll have all these incredible looking fucking topics, and they're like, read more here, and you click on it. You're like, great. And you get to the next one, you're like, oh, I really want to read that one. And you click on it. You get to the next one, you're like, boom, you're out of your monthly free articles. Please sign up. To get like, oh no, I, I I blew them all on the first three there. There were probably more I wanted to read more. I should have I should have I should have planned ahead before I started clicking. But anyway, uh, I was reading uh, in that the other day, and they said that uh, perhaps, predictably, globally, governments that are right wing uh, have been poor at containing. The virus. So, like on a global scale, if the government there tends to be right wing, they tended to not do a good job of containing the virus. Okay. Because for many reasons, but probably foremost among them is like it's hard to contain a thing that you only like half believe in. And have zero empathy for. So it's like it's going to be really hard to contain it, right? So so then they said, but here's the kicker. We also did the follow-up. And it says that globally, governments that are left-wing are doing a horrible job of vaccinating people. It's like taking way longer in left-leaning places than it is in right-leaning places. And part of me thinks that that's kind of self-explanatory too because like in a right-wing country, they're going to be – you have a lot of people who believe that COVID is real, believe it or not. I think there are a lot of people on the right that do believe it's real but just believe for whatever reason that like you can't do anything about it until the, the, the vaccine gets here. I, you've heard – I'm sure you've heard it. I've heard it. Like when the vaccine gets here, we'll all get vaccinated and it'll be fine. Until then, this is just, this is good luck. This is just (laughs) life now. You know, you just got to wait till you get the vaccination. Once we get the vaccination, herd immunity, we're good. Right. So it's not like the majority of the right is like the COVID doesn't even exist. That's not the majority. The majority of them are like, yeah, what the fuck are we going to do about it until we get the vaccine? So when they started getting vaccines in, they're like, yeah, throw that, throw that shit out there. Get that vaccine out. This is what we've been waiting on the whole time. 
But in left-leaning places, they said among, uh, again, among many reasons why it might be slower in left-leaning places, they said part of the problem is they've been so rigidly focused on structure and protocol that they're forgetting that the game plan should be to vaccinate as many people as quickly as possible. So basically they're like... (laughs) They're like, well, we got to make sure that it only goes to people who are 65 years old and older, who don't already have a terminal disease, who are, uh, we give press preference to people who can't afford to buy it on their own. And then we get, you know what I mean? Like, and then by the time they said like the, a lot of these uh, governments that tend to be left leaning, whether it be on the state level or on a, on a national level, on the global scale, uh, they've just been really slow to a point where they're having to like throw them out because, <laughs> because they're expiring because they couldn't find anybody who met the criteria. And then they're so, they're, they're so strict on the punishments if you get caught handing the vaccination to anybody who doesn't deserve it, quote unquote, right? So like fucking, I don't know. Anyway, my point is I don't think I'm ever getting this thing. I don't think... <laughs> My point is, I voted for Trump a second time <laughs> just to get the vaccine. Goddamn! The only reason I wanted, the only reason I wanted the guy. No, I didn't want the guy, Malone. You know that. Uh, I just don't think I'm getting the thing. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to get here. I don't. Can, I don't think. Can I tell you about Santa Claus? The answer to that, you can like moving forward an hour. Uh, friendship, you can safely assume the answer to that question is most assuredly yes. <laughs> so whatever story about Santa Claus you find fascinating enough to tell me in the middle of February is probably fascinating <laughs> enough that I want to know it. <laughs> so I'm catching up on all these podcasts. I'm really bad at, at listening to podcasts. I have a, a bunch saved that I'm, and I, and I really love them. Like Radio Lab is one of my favorite podcasts out there. I love what they do. I don't, like, I'm so behind on their episodes. It's embarrassing. So just a few weeks ago, I'm catching up on Radio Lab's podcast. And, um, they did a story about the Santa Claus union uh, contacting the Trump administration about getting the vaccine. And it's beautiful. So first okay. off, there's a union for guys who play Santa Claus in malls and stuff. There's uh, like a special. But not for people who pack up your shit at Amazon. Right. But there are for mall Santas. Mall Santas have unionized. They are very connected. There's a lot of exploitation that goes down in the Santa ring. You know what I'm saying? They get, it was time they stood up for themselves. They were having them work exactly. 24-hour shifts with no pee breaks. You know why? Because Santa doesn't pee. Pee's gross. <laughs> Santa's not gross. Exactly. So the head lead Santa reaches out, President Santa reaches out to the Trump administration and he's like, hey, Christmas is coming up. Uh, in order to normalize Christmas. I don't Christmas, know if you know this or not. Yeah. But Santa does a lot of his work around this time. <laughs> this is about to be, quote unquote, our busy season. Busy season uh, for uh, us <laughs> in the old red hat industry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And so Santa reaches out and he's like, You and I hey have a guys. lot of com and lot in common, is all I'm saying. Red hat, red hat industry. You know what I'm saying? We put red dye number 40 on the map, baby. You guys know there's a war on Christmas. We're on the front lines. 
We're the ones out there doing the good work while you're sitting back here with your little red and white hat. <laughs> so Santa calls up, you know, the Trump administration. And he's like, hey, uh, you know, we're about to fucking have Christmas. We'd like to have a normal Christmas since this has been an abnormal year. We think in order to keep everybody's spirits up and to, you know, uh, you know, all the other stuff that goes along with Christmas, like, Let's we're trying to just be normal, but we're afraid to go out and be Santa this year because of, you know, a deadly fucking disease. Right. So they they strike a deal and the Trump administration says, you know what? Santa Claus and Trump. Yeah. Yes. They say, you know what? You're right. You guys need to get vaccinated first because you guys are going to be out in the public. You guys are essential workers. And two, if there's any backlash on it, you guys have already fallen into the category of getting vaccinated first anyways because most of you are old as fuck and have diabetes and heart problems and all this other stuff. So, like, if anybody has anything to say, fuck them. You're Santa. So uh, Santa Claus – on Santa Claus's end, they strike a deal and they say, look, this is going to be great for President Trump and your administration because I will personally see to it that if you give us the OK, I will line up miles of Santa Claus in full out in full costumes outside these vaccination stations. And you have your photo ops. It'll be on the front page of every newspaper in the fucking country. Santa gets his vaccine Christmas is is going to be here, you know, that kind of thing. Like, it, you know, like the press for great. this will be unbelievable. And it'll be great. So, very, very bigly, this is a good opportunity for us. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to make Santa press. mad. <laughs> I've asked Santa to win the election for me. So, what I'm trying to say, big guy, <laughs> is I think. That if you put a little faith in Santa Claus, <laughs> that we could have a Merry Christmas and a happy four more years. <laughs> I like the sound of that. I like this guy. I like his color scheme. I like his get up. I like the cut of his jib. I like this guy. We're going with Santa. Make it happen. So they make the promise to Santa. And Get Santa some dexyhydrochloroform on the way out. <laughs> Send him some bleach. <laughs> so, Cheers, uh, Santa. so Santa, t- <laughs> Santa tells ev- everybody, right? Like all the yeah. Santas, like, all right, gear up. They start contacting the press. Hey guys, gear up. Like this is about to be, this is about to be on and fucking popping. Right. Tell me that son of a bitch didn't go back on his deal with Santa Claus. He totally ghosted them. They stopped the Trump administration stopped responding to the Santa Union and left him hanging high and dry just weeks before Christmas. God damn it. <laughs> First. Is that not the most like that's the most Trump thing I've ever heard about unless he actually hired all those Santas and didn't pay them like that would be like the most Trump thing you could do. This is second in line. First, he came after a disabled reporter. (laughs) I I don't I I don't I don't know. No disabled reporters. (laughs) Then he came for the troops. And I did nothing. 
because I don't really care that much about the troops. <laughs> I mean, like, I do care. Like, I tip my hat when I see one in public, but, like, it's not like I'm standing up and saluting before every NFL game. You know what I'm saying? But I did nothing. Then that motherfucker came for Santa Claus. <laughs> Dude, and he I really could is. remain silent no more because Santa Claus lives in my heart. He really is the Grinch who stole Christmas. Like it doesn't get any more grinchier than taking vaccines away from Santa Claus. I take their bamboozlers and their tum tinklers. I'll take their <laughs> woozlers and wazzlers and winklers. <laughs> take it all. <laughs> I can stop Christmas from coming. So it gets crazier as all things do with Trump. So this all falls apart, right? So this right. reporter starts contacting the Santas that are in this union, and he was talking about how Christmas went for them and what they dealt with and if they even, you know, had jobs and, you know, whatever. So he interviewed a lot of them, and they aired one of them with a man named Robert Santa. And uh, that's the thing. They all go by their first name, last name, Santa. So, like, all these guys in the union are, like, Carl Santa, Robert Santa, like, all this shit, <laughs> uh, which is beautiful. So, uh, Carl Santa, here. <laughs> Jesse Santa, here, here. Uh, there are two of you that are Jesse Santa. This is not going to work. What's your last name, sir? Claus. I know, but I... <laughs> uh. <laughs> so they're interviewing this Santa Claus. Jesse S. Santa and <laughs> Jesse Y. Santa. So Robert Santa says that he can that he worked all the way through the holidays and he was doing private parties. And he said You the got problem, the rest of the year off, Robert. <laughs> he said the problem is these people were asking for pictures, but they were asking for pictures with him without his mask on. And the reporter said, okay, just to clarify, they asked you to take off your mask, but their children or they, whoever you were posing with, kept their mask on. And he said, oh, no, they had their mask off. I had my mask off, and they were sitting on my lap or around me, and we would take pictures or we would mingle. And sometimes they wouldn't want me to wear a mask at all because it would look bad if Santa has a mask on for the uh, event. And the reporter's like, okay, I, I don't mean to um, to be rude here or you know, to interrupt you. He's like, but you live on the outskirts of Los Angeles like myself. And he goes, I feel the need to inform you that someone is dying of COVID every 23 minutes here in Los Angeles. Don't you think that's irresponsible to have your mask off? And he's like, well, you know, it's Christmas. And the reporter was like, again, I, I, I hate to push this issue <laughs> and he's like but i mean it's a global pandemic and you know we have four hundred thousand people dead and- you don't have to tell me about the dead <laughs> my naughty list gets shorter and shorter by the afternoon <laughs> so this guy just kept harping Horrible on the idea for you <laughs> less work for me <laughs> i haven't had a break in 600 millennia so he stuck to his story of like hey it's christmas chill out people need to 
People nerd. need to have yeah, exactly. <laughs> People this just need Christmas to have Christmas. And, uh, and this reporter's like, I, I don't think we need Christmas. He's like, yeah, I need Christmas. And he's like, I don't need think it. I need and, What in the uh, fuck would I do if we didn't have Christmas? What in the fuck? Bro, here it is. Here's the fucking, here's what he did. He totally pivots and he says this. Well, you can't really do anything to stop it. It's like when I worked at the post office and I watched six of my friends get shot back in the 90s, there was nothing I could do about it. They're just dead. What? 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 <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> I, I, bro, I, I had to take a moment. I had to stop the podcast and just take. I had to walk away. I had to walk around in my kitchen for a minute and just like think about that pivot and what fucking Jedi PR move that is to be like, Hey, why aren't you wearing a mask? He's like, my friends are dead. You're like, well, okay. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, I, 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 I myself used to wear a mask, not nom. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, shit in fairness, I, I think I got one, I think maybe one point I can make on that guy's behalf. What is he? Is he? Is he referencing like postal workers going postal and shooting yes. their? That's yes. what he's referencing. So yes. he worked at a post office, supposedly, or at least, <laughs> or at least he's. Oh, I'm friends with the guys up in Dallas. We get together for a beer in between <laughs> talk shop. Like he's like he's. So he was in one of these shootings. In fairness, if you take the total number of Americans and get proportional with the number that have died, like whatever percentage that is, I guarantee the six that he lost was was a way higher percentage <laughs> of his friends. I stand with Santa. I have 10 friends. Six of them died that day. That's 60% <laughs> of my friends. Get back to me when 60% of America has COVID. Fuck you. Don't tell me about somebody's aunt in Arizona. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Six shots have an aunt. Let alone an aunt. Dude, the balls you have to, the balls on Santa to pivot like that. My, Robert like, Santa. I see. Yeah. To see. Robert I, I, Santa. Hey, you got it. You listen. You got a you you have a tendency to do this, Malone. You're lumping all the Santas in there. <laughs> Robert You're right. Santa. You're right. Robert Santa said that. The balls on Robert Santa. <laughs> Robert Santa. To Let see, him carry the weight of his own actions. To see global pandemic and say, I raise you six dead coworkers. Like to see like the balls on Robert here's, Santa. Well, here's my question then. Oh God, this is gonna get dark. Are you ready? <laughs> how? Yeah. How many close and personal friends? Oh my God. Okay. Do you have to lose as a result of one event before your personal tragedy supersedes that of the nation at large? How many? What's the cutoff point? Like, do you have to be sitting in church and somebody comes in and shoots them all but you? And then you're like, hey, get back to me. 
about COVID when you've had to sit in the church <laughs> church pew while everybody around you got shot? Bro, like, how many have to die before? I can What's tell the you, proportion? I can tell you my whole family's dead, and I still wear a mask. We'll touch you twice. <laughs> I haven't had a Christmas present in six years and I still wear a mask and wash Malone, my hands. You're in your fucking late thirties. Nobody's gotten a Christmas present in their late thirties. Oh, you get socks. <laughs> don't come at me. Like you don't fucking get socks and <laughs> start sending you socks every year. Cozy blankets. <laughs> yeah. Cozy blankets. Oh my God. You know what my favorite thing is? When you try to think back to your relationship with your mom and make it relatable to everyone else. <laughs> because, yeah, don't bullshit me. I know your mom was knitting you cozy blankets all the time and shit. And you're like, no. <laughs> no, was- she wasn't, you fucking weirdo. How many blankets did your mom knit you? Bro, I was an only child. I was a miracle child. No, but I, she spoiled me. I was super spoiled. So she, I know that already. Did what did your mom, what were your mom's? I know she did something stereotypical other than bake. She didn't sew, she didn't crochet, she didn't like needlepoint. Did she? uh, Nothing? Was she involved in any clubs? Or organization. Like my grandparents were in the lion. The my grandpa was in the lions club, and my grandma was in the lioness club. Wayne was a part of the moose. The moose lodge. Wayne was uh, a moose. Guy. Okay. Wayne was the the social uh, one. Mom okay. was just kind of like you know. My mom just kind of did. Did Wayne have like buds that he would go see oh yeah oh every day yeah. at five in the morning he would meet for coffee with his buds. oh he was one of those days yeah he's one of those guys every morning okay. 5 a.m he'd be up and at him he'd go and have coffee and all that stuff whether he was a he factory was guy or not. Right? oh yeah yeah, yeah. all his okay. life my mom too my mom worked in factories her whole life and yeah it's like my grandpa and grandma are closer to your parents than my parents are Yes, yes, I, yes. I, I think I, I like the way the way you describe them. Yeah, my mom had me when she was thirty three, and she was sixty six when she passed, and Wayne was seventy one or two when he passed. So that yeah, so they yeah they were, and I'm thirty. I'll be thirty eight this year. So your parents were older, relative to you. Then my parents are even to my sister, who's ten years younger than me. Yeah. How old are your parents now? They're probably in their sixties. Uh, my dad was born in sixty-three, and my mom was born in sixty-four. So that makes him what fifty, fifty-seven, oh, yeah. and fifty-six. So, so they're yeah, not even in their sixties yet. Yeah, because I see the thing is there's ten years between me and my sister, so I my parents were always the old, the youngest parents when I was doing everything. So like uh, I would be, you know, you're in school, like first grade. You're like, my how old are your parents? My parents are older than your parents. <laughs> like my my parents were always the youngest. Um, but for my sister, my parents are always the oldest. So funny. I, it may, always makes me think of uh, that Bill Hicks bit 
uh, which is, uh, you know, he talks about how much he hates his dad. And he goes, you know, kids at school would be like, my dad could beat up your dad. And I would go, when? <laughs> he mows the yards on Wednesday. <laughs> Catch him off guard. <laughs> it's one of my favorite fucking jokes, dude. When? <laughs> fell down. A, I don't know if I ever told you that I fell down a Hicks rabbit hole on YouTube. Oh, like, man. Hicks is one of my one of my guys, man. I know that. The, and I'd never, a, I'd never come because like he died before I was watching comedy. And he's not like a household name. Yeah. You hear people like you hear comics talk about him, but you don't hear everyday people t- talk about him. You know? No. And it's, it's so funny. He, um, actually, there's a great, uh, you should, you should check this out. Um, there's a, uh, there's a set of his on YouTube of him headlining crackers in downtown Indianapolis when he's 22 or 23 years old. Yeah. And it's all completely clean. It's all about his family and he fucking murders and he's 22 years old and he's headlining. Bill started when he was 16, um, started doing comedy and stuff. And he, you know, he's, he's, one of the greatest to ever do it. And even up until a week and a half before he died, he was doing stand up. He was diagnosed with cancer and he still went on tour. And one of the great stories about him, one of his last performances, he was in New York, he was doing the late show and uh, in the middle of his set, um, he just stops and he, uh, and he, his managers in the back of the room, cause she was touring with him at the time. Cause he was really sick. And in the middle of his set during a late night show on Saturday, he just puts the microphone in the stand. And he goes, I think I'm done. And he called her name a couple of times. She's like, yeah, Bill. And he's like, I think I'm, I think I'm done. I think I've said enough. And he just walked off stage. They flew back home. And a week later, he died in his hometown, surrounded by his family. Fuck. It's incredible. Fuck. Yeah, man. Bill was, there's so many great Bill Hicks stories. Um, and I, you know what I, 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 uh, his nephew started doing stand up a few years ago and he lives in San Diego and I got to meet him and hang out with him. And before I knew he was related to Bill, I saw him on stage and I was like, man, this kid sounds like his cadence and everything. I was like, mm-hmm. this kid sounds like fucking Bill Hicks mm-hmm. and got to hanging out afterwards. And this and that, he's like, yeah, he's like, I was my uncle. I try not to tell too many people this and all this stuff. And we ended up hanging out and I took him on tour with me for a little while. And it's so funny because he doesn't like people to know that he's Bill Hicks nephew because then they expect a certain amount of, you know, right. Right. It'd it'd be like, Oh, you're Jimi Hendrix kid. (laughs) Like, get out there and do that again. Yeah, exactly. Do what (laughs) Jimmy did. And you're like, yeah, okay. Um, But he's super funny and uh, he's a great writer and super smart and on all this stuff. And um, he was opening for me there in Seattle. And I I gave the, uh, uh, the other comics, the heads up, before I got there, because that was one of my favorite clubs to play there in Seattle. And I know everybody there in that little community. And I'm telling them like, Hey, you know, I'm bringing Bill Hicks's nephew with me. Mm-hmm. Do not bring up that he's Bill Hicks, that he's related to him. Like, don't mm-hmm. let him know that you're on this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they all of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. 
So the whole week goes by and he crushes and he's having these great sets and they're all being cool to him and everybody mm. likes him and stuff. And the very last night we're there, Sunday night comes around and the MC, uh, once it's like this older black dude and, uh, he's just like the perfect hype man for the shows and all this stuff. Yeah. And he's been great all week. And at the end of the week, <laughs> They have these big giant pictures in the hallway, like every comedy club does of, you know, Sam Kennison and all these Richard Pryor and all these things. So, (laughs) so this, this MC goes and, and, and grabs Ryan and he goes, Hey man, I got something to show you. And, uh, he's like, okay. And I'm, I'm kind of going along with him and he's like, man, I, I, you know, I just know that I know who your uncle is and, you know, I just want to say what an honor it was working with you this week. And I'm like rolling my eyes. I'm like, God damn it, dude, we're almost out of here. And, yeah, yeah. and I could tell Ryan's getting uncomfortable and he's like, but I, you know, I, I wanted to show you this all week and it's something you should be proud of. And he stops at the end of this hallway and he's like, man, here it is. And he points his picture on the wall of this older white guy on stage. And Ryan's like, uh, Oh, okay. And he's like, guy? he's like, man, I mean, this is, this is your family, man. This is, this is your uncle. And Ryan goes, who, who do you think that is? He's like, this is Bill Hicks. This is your uncle. He's, he, this is who your family is. And he goes, that's not my uncle. And it wasn't a picture of Bill Hicks. It was just some oh, random white guy. Dude, I fucking fell out. It was the one of the best moments. <laughs> this guy had like talked it up the whole time. Oh, oh man, this is oh, who you are. Oh, this is where like, you came from. Oh my god! <laughs> and then he was just like, "That's and he not just, Bill." He just sells it so hard. <laughs> just sells it so incredibly hard. Oh man, it was so, so funny. fucking funny, dude. So yes. funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, in that in that vein, uh, my thing to share this week, I'm going to I think they put it up on Netflix. If not, it's definitely on YouTube. But I I think it's still on Netflix. It was there for a while. But it's Bill Hicks, sane man, sane man. It's a uh, it's a special that he shot. um, You know, he had already done Comedy Central and HBO and these things, but he wanted to go back home and shoot a special there in Houston. And it's uh, all in black and white. It's uh, an hour and a half long. It's fucking almost literally all of his fucking jokes in one set. And he just murders, murders. It's so funny. It's so good. And it's called Sane Man. And I think it's up on Netflix. If it's not, it should be. It's definitely on YouTube. Definitely worth it. Okay. Check it out. Bill Hicks is incredible. You, you will not regret it. He's, he's one of the greats. Cool. I didn't, I didn't watch that one. So, uh, I will. Um, I got a recommendation. That's less like a recommendation for a consumption for consumption and more of a recommendation for production. All right. Talked about earlier about how you don't, uh, possess a lot of uh, handy skills, just like I don't possess a lot of handy skills. I don't know how to do a lot of things. You, on the other hand, are relatively fearless about it. You'll just be like, I'm going to make a table out of these old milk cartons I found and put it on my back porch. It'll be adorable because <laughs> yeah, I saw it on much. Pinterest. And I, on the other hand, I'm like, debil- like, I won't hang a TV because I'm terrified. 
of like fucking it up. And then like, and then like, well, what if the wall's fucked up then? And the wall's just fucked up. We just have a fucked up wall. Cause I sure don't know how to fix a fucking wall. Right. Like, so I'm, I'm the opposite. So my recommendation is paint a room. Just pick a room in your house that you think would be a better fucking color or could be a better fucking color and just paint it. If you're like me, you'll find that gives you just enough confidence to try that next fucking thing that you've been thinking about that maybe you could do. And it's really bad, but I'm here to admit that I just, this week, learned how to use drywall anchors. Ooh, yeah, okay. Now I you're talking my language. I didn't know. I did. I never. I always would look at them and be like, "Well, these are just plastic. That you can't screw them in. They'll just break." This is fucking. De- I didn't know you needed a drill to make a hole ahead of time and then pop them in. I didn't know that. Nobody didn't tell. I forgot. I didn't take that in high school. Whatever the hell <laughs> class that is, I didn't take that shit. Uh, nobody taught plastic tips in high nobody, school. Nobody, nobody taught me that shit. So I didn't know how to do that. But I just learned how to do that this week. It's a thing I'd never learned how to do because I I didn't give a shit that much and I didn't learn. But I painted that one goddamn room and then I'm like, I think I can handle it. It gave me like enough. So I do. I've been hanging fucking shelves off <laughs> the last like week and a half. I've been, I've been putting I've been putting drywall anchors and shit that don't even need it. I'm just hanging right. like a plastic. You're like, look, thing. I, I hung the toaster. She's like, oh, look, the, to- the toaster. And guess what? It's not coming. It's not going. It's not coming off either. I got it on there. It is on there. Uh, you can do yeah. pull-ups on this toaster. But just, just start with the little project, which is like put down a drop cloth and paint the walls. And then all of a sudden you'll get the confidence to try some other shit. I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right, bud. It's great top, talking man. to you. Love you. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. I appreciate you listening in on our phone calls, you beautiful weirdo. If you would, follow us on Twitter at SpeakerphonePod. That's at S-P-E-A-K-E-R-P-H-O-N-E-P-O-D. SpeakerphonePod. We're going to be sharing links to the stuff we reference and other things we find funny, and we'd love you to join the conversation. In the meantime, if you're looking for more high-quality content, check out 4D Podcast Network. They were kind enough to invite us into their family, and we think you'll dig the rest of the roster. Appreciate you.